This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Football Fridays with our friend Joey Harrington, and uh, it is, well, we've got good news with the bourbon benefit and everything, but we have somber news as we are coming off a loss, Joey. It was not pretty last weekend at all. Uh, okay, okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> it was defined not pretty. Let's let's start there. Well, they lost. Okay, fine. Fine, fine, fine. But what I mean, I I know what wasn't pretty. The defense. But why do you say okay? That was pretty ugly. But here's the thing. Like like they got beat. Right? Yes. I mean, it's, it's not like it was a blowout. So. It's not like it was some ugly game where they had no – it's not like it was the first game of the year against, against Georgia. They just got beat, right? And, and I understand that people's perception of the team has shifted over the last seven or eight weeks. And I think – I don't want to say maybe unrealistically their expectations for the season may have changed – but I, I guarantee you, if you went up to 100 people in July and said, come November, what's the date? 18th? Something like that. 19th, yes. 18th. You're correct. 18th. Come yes. November 18th. All Oregon would have to do is win out, and they win the Pac-12 championship and go to the Rose Bowl. I guarantee you 99 out of those 100 people would take that. Yeah. Right? Agreed. And so it, it's not that I disagree with I, – I guess I just – I disagree with the qualification of it being ugly. Right? Anytime well, you lose, there's going to be things that you look back on and say, God, I wish I would have done that better. But no game is ever going to be perfect. And, and, and I think that there are, there are things that you can look back on and, and, and Coach Lanning addressed these, saying, yeah, I, I wish I would have done this differently. But let's not forget that this is literally his first opportunity as a head coach. This is the first time he's been in a rivalry game against Washington and had to make a split-second decision with the game on the line in the fourth quarter. Yeah. 
You it's know, not- there, there were some mistakes defensively that were made. There were a couple, mis- you know, a couple things, coaching decisions that you would say, yeah, I wish I would have done this differently, but I wouldn't say it was ugly. I thought he was refreshingly honest about that, you know, about mm-hmm. saying that he, yeah, there were mistakes and I wish I could go back and call a timeout and that I learned from those things. And I, was, I, I do kind of forget sometimes that I think a lot of people do. He's what, 36 years old. And like I, I, the one that everyone's going to point to is that you wish you would have called timeout with the Bo Nix thing. But when we were talking to him <laughs> you yesterday, mean the, the fact that he's jumping right, and, right up and down right next to him. Yeah, it's like it's like one <laughs> hey, of those. Hey, thi- coach, put me in, put me in, put me in, put me in, put me in. Nah, don't worry about it. Just hang there for a second. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's the, it's that just that whole thing about how quickly that happens and the play call being in, and right. you know, when you've never been in that situation, even if you had been in that situation before. I, I just appreciated the fact that I, I thought he was he and and he's been this way the whole time. I think he is is pretty honest and transparent, more so than I think a lot of coaches. One hundred percent, and that's why I, and that's why I've loved this guy from the moment he stepped off of that plane. Is because what you see is what you get, and as a player, as an alum, as a donor, as a fan, what you, you know what you're getting. Right, and the moment, and I and and I told him this. I, I told him this the other day. Like, I've played for coaches who got up on the microphone after the game and said, "We we should have done this better, and we should have done that better. We should, you know, we should have thrown the ball better. We should have covered the the pass better." And I've been around one coach, being Nick Saban, who stood up at the microphone after the game and said, I need to do a better job as a head coach. This is 100% on me. I need to do a better job of getting them prepared. And that is what Dan Lanning did after that Washington game is he said, this is 100% on me and I need to do a better job. And that I I told him that will go so far, not just with, well, I mean, that'll go so far in the locker room. Like, that will absolutely ingratiate himself, if he hasn't already, I mean, which I'm sure that he has. But like, those are the things that great head coaches do. Those are the things that that people who are committed do, right? The people who stand up there and say, well, so-and-so should have covered better or so-and-so missed a block, those are the people who are trying to cover their backside so they can get their next job, right? Yeah. You know the old, you know, you remember Sue CYA, right? Oh, just, yeah. just cover your ass and 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 make sure that you can survive till tomorrow. What Dan did afterwards is stand up there and say, "I need to do a better job, and this is on me. Don't put this on the players." And that goes a long, long way, yeah, and says a lot about him as a person and a coach. They'll be fine, and I and and we can nitpick the decisions. To me, you know, and, and I feel this way about USC right now. Um, when, as good as Oregon was, and and we thought maybe the offense was good enough to mask the other side, and, and it just eventually wasn't when you got into better competition. Oregon's if, if there is a problem, it's not Dan Lanning's ability to you know call a timeout or situational football or anything like that. It's it's the defense. the 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 the, yep. sec, the secondary on this team is not a championship. Uh, quality. It's not a championship defense. You don't have you. You know the linebackers right now have not been good in coverage. You don't have a pass rush, and the secondary has been bad. And I, that's why I say about USC. USC is good, just like Oregon is. Do I think they're good enough to close it out? No, I don't, because eventually that that the bill comes due. And I, I think that to me is the bigger point in this Washington game is you just you you weren't ready. This was not a championship squad on that side of the ball. 
Well, you know, it's interesting, though, because you look at it and say, Bennett Williams playing fantastic. Gonzalez playing fantastic. Linebackers, you know, Noah Sewell, after those first couple games, playing fantastic. But Noah Sewell and the linebackers and the defensive line are playing fantastic run defense, right? Gonzalez is playing fantastic one-on-one. Bennett Williams coming up and filling the gap, doing a great job. But there's, you're right, there's, there's something missing there that may take a little bit more time, right? It, it may take a little bit more time for, for Lanning and Tosh Lapoy to, to get that kind of all figured out. Bo Nix has, I won't say hidden, because we all knew it was there. Right? We talked about it last week. He said, what's going to be the biggest thing? And we said, well, you know, Oregon has to be able to stop Michael Penix through the air. That's what makes me nervous. And they didn't. So he hasn't hidden the, the deficiencies of the defense. But he has say, made them inconsequential because he's been so good with this offense that – the defense hasn't needed to get a stop on every possession. They haven't needed to make those huge plays because Bo has put the offense so far ahead that by the time those things come around, it doesn't matter anymore. And we all know that that's not how it's going to be every single week. And it's the, it's the conversation we had last week. Why do teams trip up? Why do people always lose in November? Well, because you know what? You, you get into these pressure-filled situations and things don't go perfect. And in those moments, you better be buttoned up on every area if you're going to win those games. And, and what Bo has been able to hide was exposed. I don't know if that's the right word, but, but definitely came to the forefront against Washington. Well, yeah, we knew it was a bad matchup. And sometimes you just have to credit the other team. I don't think Washington's maybe getting enough credit. Penix played great. Washington played great. And right, they force you into these scenarios where you have to be perfect in little situations and the Ducks just weren't. You said something was missing on defense. What do you think that is? Because I think a lot of people are a little puzzled that it's this bad considering Dan Lanning's background. Well, first of all, you're right. Washington won, period. They beat them. Like that, that, that's, there's, there's no excuses to be made. Credit needs to be given where credit is due. Washington beat Oregon, and there's, there's no, you know, no getting around that why is Oregon having the struggles on defense? If, if we're talking about it from a, um, let's say, a scheme point of view, it's because they're not getting pressure on the quarterback. Right? You, we, individually, they have, the, they have a very talented secondary, Right? But you can only cover for so long. Like you can only put a guy out there on an island and ask him to cover for two, three, four seconds. I mean, that like there is a limit to people's physical capabilities when they're put in a position that that a defender is right. Football is geared towards advantage offense. And the way you mitigate that or the way that you, you eliminate that is by putting pressure on the quarterback. And that's what Oregon really has not done very well this year. They've been good against the run. But interestingly enough, they, I don't think that they've been great with their front seven against the pass. 
And that has put their secondary, which have talented players, in a position where they have to simply cover too long. Why has it been that way? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I wish I could tell you. I wish you could flip a magic switch and say, oh, man, all we have to do is you know, run a couple more TE twists in the, in the, in the middle and scrape the backers off the edge. And, and, you know, now we got three sacks a game, which creates a turnover, which creates momentum, which, you know, leads to exactly what you want. But I, I don't know. I mean, that, I, I'll be honest. I mean, that's why you brought Dan, Dan in yeah. is because he is that guy who's supposed to be able to figure it out. And some of it may be the dudes. Some of it may be the scheme, um, but I, th- I think it's fair to give coach Lanning and his staff more than just eight games to figure it out. Yeah. And they're trying, if you go back and again, I'm not watching the all 22, but you know, I, I do try to watch, uh, go back and, 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 and watching big moments. And if you watch that game, they came out in a lot of cover three, cover four stuff and tried to keep everything in front. And then when Washington was burning them, then they they tried to bring some some guys down and play a little bit more uh, tight, and and play some cover two and play some cover one. And Washington beat them over the top. I mean, I, I, it's it's one of those things. That the idea that that Oregon is just sitting back, it's not. They are trying different things. They just have not been able to find the magic bullet and uh, and and play in space. It's it's been a problem against good offenses all year. And like you said, that was a very good point. It just the offense wasn't able to mask it this time, and welcome to the world of college football. Because you know you could say the same thing about Tennessee. You're going to say the same thing about USC. Like when they played Utah, this this happens. There's very few teams that don't have a big giant flaw. In fact, right now that may just be Ohio State and in Georgia. And, and outside of that, our conversation last week. Why do teams lose in November? Because every team is human. And 99.9% of teams out there have mm. flaws. Yeah. Can they recruit a team of robots? Well, I was thinking like monster, kind of aliens, like a space jam sort of thing. Take the human element out of it? <laughs> there Ooh. you go. Innovative. The mon- what are they called? The monsters? Yeah, the monsters. <laughs> um, they need is a bunch of West Mallards out there. <laughs> I love West Mallard. Oh, my God. I love West Mallard, too. I know you do. You guys play golf together all the time. I still remember. I'm going to tell a quick story. We were on... Um, I can't remember the whole par four at Portland Golf Club playing with Wes Mallard, and we were doing that bit where you you pick your partner based off of the tee shot, and Wes Mallard hit okay. hit, hit a good one, and I didn't. I was next up to, to, to I should have taken it, and I didn't. But you didn't take Wes's tee shot. No, I didn't. Oh, Wolf. The game was Wolf. Right? Game is Wolf. Yeah, and I didn't take his yeah. shot, and I took another one who it was still pretty good, but I just remember Wes Mallard looking at me. Going, you son of a bitch! <laughs> Little you are not competitive. Fire. Oh my god! I yeah. saw I saw a light like yeah. flicker in his eye. Like you didn't pick that. <laughs> he ended up birdieing and taking millions of dollars from us. And that's yeah, when I knew you don't mess. You don't mess with Wes in yeah, those situations. That's like, right. You you can see the you can see the flicker yep. in his eye where it's like, oh, I I made a mistake. Yeah, it was awesome, I it. and I totally mm-hmm. paid for it. And that's when I learned. Um, all right, so coming up next, let's uh, let's bring Joey back, and we'll talk about how Oregon does not let Washington beat them twice. Joey Harrington with us here, courtesy of Mods PDX on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, uh, we are back with our friend Joey Harrington. I'm sure you've been a part of games where, whether college or pro, where um, a team has beaten you twice. You have a tough loss or something happens the week before that lingers into the next week. Dan Lanning said that was a big concern of his this week. How does Oregon go about not letting Washington beat them twice? How do they do it? They have to very quickly come to the realization that they still control, well, I hate this phrase, controlling your own destiny, because it's, it's an oxymoron. But um, if it's destiny, you can't control it, right? So I don't quite understand that. However, they still control what happens with the with the conference you win out and you 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 solidify yourself you etch your name literally in the the yearbook of the pac-12 conference you put yourself on that trophy you put yourself in pasadena if that's not something to play for i mean you hear about about teams like think about LSU, what are they talking about right now? They got two last losses, but all they're talking about is if they went out, they win an SEC championship. They win an SEC championship. I keep coming back to remember when Peyton Manning was playing. All he won, like all he talked about was win an SEC championship, right? Yep. Oregon is still in the driver's seat for a Pac-12 championship. If that isn't something to get yourself up for, then then don't don't bother. Right, next next man up. Like hang hang up your cleats and 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 go play some other sport. Because yeah, you got your you, you got beat. It happens. But the worst thing is not losing a game. The worst thing is then taking that opportunity that is still in front of you and completely squandering it because you're disappointed about what happened seven days ago. Especially like, cons- that is. The opportunity in front of this team right now is so huge, especially considering, like like I said a minute ago, if you asked 100 people at the beginning of the season, come November 18th, you will have a chance to win a conference championship if you went out. Every single one of them would have taken it. Well, and I was going to say, too, the team that you're playing is Utah, and if you don't have a bad taste in your mouth about what happened to you last year at Utah, there are a lot of guys on this team that didn't just get their ass kicked once, but got their ass kicked twice and embarrassed by Utah. For me, regardless of what happened at Washington, there's got to be a sense of pride for the for for those guys that remember what Utah did to them. Well, it was ugly. I mean, it, it was. <laughs> I mean, choose your choose your favorite adjective. I mean, it was it was a butt whooping. It was. I mean, back to back weeks. That, 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 if that doesn't leave a bad taste in your mouth, I mean, for all of these reasons, if this, if, if, if players don't choose to show up for this game, then they're in the wrong arena, right? Go transfer to SMU or go transfer to, you know, UConn that's, that's happy with a, you know, a, a seven win bowl, bowl eligible season. You are still literally sitting in the driver's seat in this conference. After, like you said, being embarrassed twice by this team, um, the, I don't think you need any sort of motivation to make sure that Washington doesn't beat you twice. Can you remember a game where that happened to you, though? Where we lost after yeah. a, after a hangover? 
Yeah, or you just you felt like you just I don't know. You're you're the leader at Oregon. You're the quarterback in Detroit or wherever, and you just you just see it. The guys aren't ready, or there's a hangover or whatever. We never had a hangover at Oregon. Um, the only time that you know, and, and this was Bilotti's thing is don't let Stanford beat you twice, right? Yeah. You know, we lost to Stanford with the B, you know, BCS on the line and. Um, knocked, you know, thought we knocked ourselves out of it, and that was his message: "Don't let Stanford beat you twice." All week, we only lost, you know, of the thirty games that I played, we only lost three times. Never, never back to back. We lost so much back to back in Detroit that I think it almost became just kind of <laughs> um, habitual. Like, yeah. oh, we lost next week. Yeah, we'll probably lose. You know, we lost last week. We'll lose next week too. So. Um, I don't know. My my experiences were such on polar opposite ends of the spectrum that um, I never found myself in that middle ground. That's great. Or maybe you can blame all the Detroit losses on that first one. You know, you lost that one game yes. and it's hung over the yes. whole time. Don't let Green Bay beat you <laughs> yeah. for the next four years. <laughs> but was you- that your first game, Green Bay? Was that in Lambeau? Uh, it was no, no, no. It was at home. It was the the first game I played was the opening game of Ford Field against Brett Favre and Green Bay. Oh damn! Um, yeah, we had a chance to win there at the end, um, but didn't. What could have been? <laughs> what could have been? Yeah. Is it that one win? Yeah. What did What did Favre yeah. say to you after the game? Did he try to like rope you into some Ponzi scheme or something? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna bite my tongue on this one. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. There are, yeah. There are a lot of very um, yeah. clever, funny, um, sarcastic things that I could say. Yeah. Um, he's a bad but guy. in the interest we, of, we, um, we'll say him for you. He's he's a terrible human. That's, yeah, that's exactly. what we do. We know. That's what we do. <laughs> he's awful. All right, the bourbon barrel benefit, my friend. Uh, we have. I'm looking at your website here, the Harrington Family Foundation. Two days, nine we're over, hours. We're over fifty grand. Uh, yes, awesome. fifty-one thousand eight hundred and twenty-five dollars. Almost halfway home. Which is great. That is crazy. I mean, yeah, we set that massive goal of, of trying to, you know, hit 1,500 tickets to see, hey, you know, maybe if we could. Yeah. But this has been such a tremendous success. And, I mean, if you really think, okay, two things. One, the turnout, the response from people in the community has been absolutely incredible. It, it has been so wonderful to be able to say to our students, that people who have never met you before care about helping you find opportunity. Second, if you're really just looking about looking to try and find an incredible bottle of bourbon, right? Uh, I would say a one in 500 chance is better than any chance you'll, you'll find a, a, a finding one of these bottles on the shelf, right? Or finding them from OLCC, right? That's one in a million. If you're going to find it on the shelf or, or one in 50,000, if you're going to get it through the OLCC lottery. So, I would say that if you're looking at it from a pure mathematical sense, it probably makes sense to go out right now and buy, what, 10 raffle tickets? Yeah, no, absolutely. 20? <laughs> 10 is 1000 you know, bucks. Yeah, I mean, but you're right. Your odds are great. Yeah. And the price, I'm looking at your website, what it says, grand prize total retail value, $5,495. And that's if you can find it. Some of those bottles, if you can find them, are 7500 bucks. I mean, it's... The twenty-three so, pappy yeah, is, so you could spend, is you a could big spend deal. twenty, you know, buy twenty-five tickets, yeah. essentially guarantee yeah. yourself the win, and <laughs> you'd still right. be coming out on top. It's all and math. You know what? Even if you even if you didn't 
win, I'm sure that I would find a, a very um, acceptable way of saying thank you for um, participating in our scholarship program. I love that. So the so just if, if you've not been paying attention, the Pappy Van Winkle Reserve 23-year bourbon is the grand prize. And then four others will win. Buffalo Trace Single Barrel Select, handpicked by Joey Harrington, right. by the way. Uh, so the raffle tickets, you can buy them. They're very easy to buy right on his uh, website there, the Harrington Family Foundation. And just a couple of days left to buy them. Stays there, in the community. Yeah, people to like to cost. procrastinate. That's what I've they learned. Is, is our ticket yeah. sales have really uh, picked up over the last couple of days. So what do we got? Let's say Friday, 530 Two, so two two days and five hours. seven hours. Yeah, something Let's like go. that. Buy six hours. Yeah. Let's get her. Buy raffle tickets right there on his website. Good luck with that. Um, have a great weekend. You doing anything fun or what are you doing? Well, you know, we got some big soccer games this weekend. Uh, I was at the beginning of the season. I kind of targeted this Utah game as being able to take the boys down to after their soccer season ended. Mm-hmm. But uh, my oldest just went ahead and you know worked his way into the semifinals of the Founders Cup tournament. So um, we got a game Saturday, and then if they win, they play again Sunday. So, you know, a little Bed Bathy Beyond, a little Home Depot, <laughs> a little soccer tournament. I got myself a good weekend. Uh-huh. Yeah, see, I, I saw the Utah game, and I had it circled, too. I'm like, oh, I might go to that. Then I saw the 7.30 kickoff, and I was yeah. like, yeah, no. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> it's so Two in late. the morning going back. I'm good. No, thanks. Yeah, I'm right. I'm good. All right, sir. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me, and uh, I appreciate it. Joey Harrington, each Friday here on The Fan, brought to you by Mods PDX. The future of building is here. Coming up next in the club, another celebrity is going to jail. That's next on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.